We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Bucks won a f***ing NBA championship. Yeah! What? What? He tries to take a pulse, baby. Watching that basketball game, like, caused health problems for me. Boogie hates racism and Chris Paul. And who cannot get on board with that platform? If I've learned a lot, this, I, I'm not going to say it. That sounds too good. That was good. Roll on. No, 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 no. The Bucks do win it all. Pat Connaughton's numbers should be in the rafters. Hey there. Welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, probably a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and GSPN. My name is Ty Winnish. I'm joined as always, like I was yesterday on Sunday for Bucks Bulls, the first game of the freaky time era. We saw them sit on the bench the whole time. They didn't play. Oh, well, still glad to be joined then and now by my illustrious co-host, Rohan Kadi. Rohan, how's it going? Doing well, Ty. We watched a Bucks basketball game yesterday. We how did. can how can life not be good right now? We the preseason is in full swing. Almost all NBA clubs are in action now, playing against some international teams, playing against other teams, like other NBA teams. The Bucks are playing. Everyone's practicing, as we'll get into. Mm. It's it's a good time. It's a really good time. So I'm doing well. It's a great time. Um, real quick before it's a we great get day to... in the neighborhood. Shout out, Mister Rogers. Sure. Before we get into, you don't know who uh, Mr. Rogers. Yes, I know who Mr. Oh, Rogers okay. is. It's just random. Okay, you're the one who doesn't know things in people. The yeah, I was going to be Simpsons re- man. I was going to be really shocked if you didn't know who. Oh, Mr. Yeah, of Rogers. course I know who Mr. Rogers is. What? R.I.P. Yeah, true. Uh, is he'll live on forever? Yes. Also, yeah. happy Indigenous Peoples Day as we're recording this. Happy Indigenous Indigenous Peoples Day. Not happy Columbus Day. No. Uh, we'll get to practicing in a moment. First, real quick, shout out to the listener who listener who saw us on the way into the game oh, yeah. and had some very kind words. Very much appreciate uh, the, those interactions, as rare as they may be. Uh, but it is always cool when when someone who listens to the pod spots us in the wild and has nice things to say. So thank you very much if you are listening to this episode. Appreciate you. Yeah, for sure. It's it's a, it's a, it's always a it's always a welcome sight. Yeah. Um. Cool. Okay, practice. You talking about practice? Yeah, let's talk about practice. Eric Dame was talking about practice on Saturday when he tweeted Bucks. Co- I guess Adrian Griffin was talking about practice. Eric Dame was transcribing it. Um, Bucks coach Adrian Griffin just told reporters that everyone on the roster, including who? Chris Middleton. Who? who? 
uh, participated in five-on-five five work today. So much ado about nothing there. I, this is why I said, listen, I am not going to panic over practice designations in early October. I thought – so Eric Dane wrote an article about this talking to Chris as well before this. Maybe he's written one since too. I haven't seen it yet if he has. But Chris said, you know, I feel great. Like there's been no setback. It's just a slow ramp up for me. And when I read that, I was like, I, I see why people are frustrated, like based on what's happened in the past, everything else. That's like the facts of what were laid out there makes this much less concerning for me. The setbacks are what has really killed Chris. I don't think anyone cares about a slow ramp up if it's done the right way. The fact that he says he feels great now, clearly he's been cleared to do five on five if he wasn't already. Um, I, I, I'm just not going to worry about this anymore, Rohan. Yeah, I mean, it, it's good now, especially the initial comments after after that fun interaction between Eric and uh, Adrian Griffin, where Chris was like, yeah, that's I, I hope to be. That's the plan. I hope to be ready by the start of the season. It's like, that's the plan. But you never know how things go. It's like, ooh, it's a, yeah. it's a little, uh, ooh, it gives you a little bit of reason for concern. But now that he's back practicing five on five, that's that's great news. That means he should be on track to be ready for the regular season. I'm actually. When is game one at this point? October twenty sixth, I believe. So we have how many weeks is that? Two That's and a half. Seventeen days. We're two and a half weeks away. Yeah. Oh my god. Bro. Game one against Philly. Oh my goodness. And they're one of the last games to one one of the last teams to play, right? They had Philly and Milwaukee are the last two teams. Is to it play. day three? It is day three because the season starts on Tuesday. They are the NBA on TNT Thursday. Uh, it's weird. First game. I would have rather had like Orlando game one to. Oh well. That'll the be Bucks a fun are a game. premier team. They have to have a premier match or marquee matchup. They have to wait until day three. Yeah. They have to watch all these other bums. Yeah. It's not very at fair. Home, at least it's a home game. That's true. The yeah, five serve is going to go crazy for that one. Freaky time. Yeah, pretty confident both of those guys are going to play in that game, even though they, along with Chris and Campaign, did not suit up for and the Chris Bucks. And, and Chris Livingston and AJ Green due to injury, those two specifically. AJ Green with a calf, Chris Livingston with an ankle, or vice versa, I want to say. Uh, but those popped up day of that they would not be playing. I don't know how serious either of those injuries are. I mean, we've seen Chris Livingston playing with uh in camp. I don't know about five on five, but we've seen clips. Haven't seen much of AJ Green, so hopefully he doesn't have anything that is uh too serious there. But we did see a lot of Bucks. We saw a few Bucks debuts. We saw a starting lineup of Lindell Wigginton, Malik Beasley, Jay Crowder, Bobby Portis, Brooke Lopez. I, I love that Brooke just refuses to sit, by the way. Never. He never it's will su- sit. It's such, a, it's such a good bit. He Especially played 12 as he starts and a half minutes older. in this game. Yeah. All in the first half. Yes. And he put up some numbers. He was leading the game in score, leading the Bucks in scoring until like middle of the third quarter. Also, worth mentioning before we dig into Milwaukee's performances in this game, the Chicago Bulls started Kobe White, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Patrick Williams, Nikola Vucevic. They're starters. And they lost this game. And I think they lost the first half too, didn't they? They were they won the first half by, by one. one point. Yeah. Again. The Bucks missing almost all of their key players. The Bulls, I mean, obviously Lonzo is out. He's probably going to be out. Is he already ruled he, out for the year? He's already ruled yeah. out for the year. So this is their regular season group, uh, and they lost to the Bucks without 
almost all of their core players, which I find personally hysterical. And also, I want to say uh, their key guys played more than the Bucks' key guys who did play as well. Damar and Levine and Vooch all played 17 minutes to 12 for uh, Brooke and Bobby, uh, who were the only guys limited that much uh, out of anyone who played. Because again, I mean, really, they were the guys outside of Pat who played a little bit more and, and maybe Crowder. We'll get into some of these other roles, but certainly Brooke and Bobby are two of the most established Bucks who played. They didn't play very much. It just kills me that the Bucks won anyway. I love that. It it's it's so it's so funny. It's so like endearing to me for some reason. It's like, yeah, these these Bucks, they just they don't care. All they know how to do is beat the Bulls. It's I, it's I believe like, this actually snaps a long preseason losing streak for the Bucks. Yeah, because they just uh, for the last three years, I believe they I think they went one and eight or something yeah. in the preseason. But apparently, I read name wrote the uh, the first two Bud years. They were actually really good. So it seemed like there was maybe a shift from like trying to build an identity and culture to like, yeah, we know what we're doing now. We we know what we're doing. We're the same team every year. It's yeah, like, yeah. So maybe we're seeing kind of that first mode again. I mean, obviously the Bucks did not go all out to win this say, game, yeah. but they did win the game. They did win the game on a Drew Timmy uh, game winner, just as we all predicted. Just as we all expected. Um, some some teams have uh, like their their prized rookies like Asar Thompson hitting hitting uh, game tying threes to send the game to OT like the Pistons. The Bucks have Drew Timmy, also a promising rookie. Sure, <laughs> Drew, Drew Timmy has accomplished much more in the NCAA than Asar Thompson ever will. That's very true. That is I cannot, undeniable. I, can, I can't argue with that. He he's he's done more in a college basketball than guys like. LeBron James, yep. Dwight Howard will Easily. ever do, you know, Kevin Garnett. You know, these guys will never Kobe. touch Drew Timmy. Yeah, Kobe. These guys will never touch Drew Timmy's uh, NCAA records. That's facts. Okay. Do you want to start with team-wide things or players? Let's start with team-wide things because as we started to watch the game, one thing we really started to look at is how does how is this team going to play? <laughs> they have a new coaching staff. They they. Everything that we know is possibly out the window. So we're going to start and just like watch every single play under a microscope and be like, hey, what's what's actually going on here on both the offensive and defensive end? And I think that one thing that stood out to us immediately uh, on the defensive end was they just started switching one through four, one through four immediately uh, dependent on the personnel. Um, So for most of the game, I will say that there was either a Brook or a Robin Lopez out on the court or a Drew Timmy uh out on the court. So there there is a there is a slow moving I think for center. all of it they had Brooke, Robin, or Marquise Bolden, who also played and was I think the third center. Timmy only played and ended up only playing four minutes, even though it felt like an eternity to us watching the game. Uh but I think Bolden then was the the center yeah, after Bolden, the first two. Bolden, Bolden, yeah. yeah. So there's there's always there was always like a slow moving plotting center on the on the court. Um, so they're always going to be consistent, consistently switching one through five, uh, one through four, and then just trying to. It, so when you have like the center involved in the pick and roll, it was really interesting to see what they were going to try to do. So it seemed like for the most part they kept their base scheme of just trying to go over screens, having the guard go over screens, having Brooks slash Robin slash Bolden just drop, maybe come up a little higher on the drop than normal, but it just it like not like an insanely deep drop, like you're at the basket sort of drop. But it was it was really interesting to see that and almost like a little what's the word I'm looking for? 
uh, like disconcerting, like not, like not not even jarring because it's something we've seen in the past. Yeah, right. Like it, it wasn't it wasn't abnormal to to really see that we weren't really seeing like the massive uh, uh, frenetic uh, attacking like defense that we might have expected to see from an Adrian Griffin led team. And given a lot of that is probably dependent on personnel. Uh, they didn't have a lot of their key guys to really go and do that. You don't have a Giannis in there to just be a pterodactyl on defense. I will say this. They were helping a lot more. They were rotating a lot more. Uh, but otherwise, it just seemed like, oh, this is this. It seemed familiar. Obviously, it's different. Like they were playing very, very different basketball. But it it felt almost similar in some sort of ways. Yeah, I think they maybe pressured the ball handlers more than you would expect to see in non-Javon minutes, but it wasn't it wasn't Good to see Javon, by the way. Yeah, Javon playing for the Bulls, of course. Had a nice game for Chicago. Probably should start, in my opinion, but whatever. They had Kobe White starting for some reason. Um Yeah, I thought it's fun to watch them rotate more. I always think back to that clip that people use from the finals where they had the Giannis and PJ lineup, and it, it's like, just watch the Bucks play defense for what feels like 10 minutes, but it was just one possession, but they were just everywhere. And you look back at that clip, and it's like, yeah, PJ is a very good defender. I mean, he's, I think his toughness and rebounding was as important as the defense, but obviously a great defender as well, especially in that series when he didn't have a KD to be thrown at. It's a little different. But like guys like Chris and Pat were playing crucial roles in some of those possessions too. And that's when I think it gets back to team defense. Like knowing how and where to rotate is as important almost as anything else when you're playing that kind of defense. Because the big thing you don't want to allow is a wide open shot. So if you're rotating well and forcing the defense, the offense to drive or kick or something, and then you have someone like a Giannis or a Brook around the paint. You can afford to get beat a little bit if the rotations continue to be crisp on the back end because then you're just back into forcing like a mid-range shot or a floater or someone into your your big. And when you have the kind of bigs the Bucks have, you can live that. So it was fun to watch them play that way. For I'd say, again, we've seen this uh, on and off over the years under Bud too. But I would say like on a per-game basis, especially for, you know, not like a playoff game, this is probably some of the most – rotating and, and stuff we've seen from the Bucks in one game in quite a while. It felt like they got better as the game went on, even though I'm sure was, they've been yeah. practicing this. Early, it was a little slower. As the game went on, the rotations looked a lot more crisp, which is good to see. Early on, I, I turned to, to you and I said, I'm getting flashbacks when we were watching the game because I was just like, Oh my God, they're over helping from the corner. <laughs> oh yeah. my God, what 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 am I watching here? Like, <laughs> uh, is Jason Kidd back? Like, oh, what's no. going on here? But then you're right. As soon as like they started getting an actual game rhythm, like this is this is what the preseason is for, right? You can't expect to just immediately translate what's going on in practice to NBA speed immediately, especially yeah. uh, when you're a team playing your second and third string guys against a team playing. Their first string guys. Uh, it's uh, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a bit jarring, but I think you're right. As the game went on, the Bucks got a little more crisp, and it helped that the Bucks started uh, or not the Bucks, the Bulls started bringing in guys like seventy seven Drell. But <laughs> yeah, but it, it did it did look a lot it did look a Henry, lot better as the game. Henri Drell. 
Henry, Henry Jarrell. Really? Okay. Yeah. We didn't know his first name. We called no, him 77. 77 Jarrell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about offensively? I thought it, it was kind of funny in this game because it was like a bunch of Robin Lopez and Marquise Bolden involved. But from what we could see, like the outline of what they were doing, it seems like the big position is going to be a lot more utilized offensively as a hub. And, you know, it meant Brooke for a bit to start this game, which was fun. But let's be real. I think it was kind of apparent. A lot of these actions are probably going to be Giannis. I mean, there was so much traffic going through the big and between the elbows up by the three-point line. Yeah, just sort of on the wing, yeah. And it was – oh, yeah, the wing. Excuse me, not the elbow. Um, And it was – a little funny sometimes when it's like Lindell Wigginton and Robin Lopez kind of doing these DHO things, but it's like, okay, now imagine it's Dame or Chris and Giannis and it probably looks a whole lot better. No disrespect to Lindell Wigginton and Robin Lopez. Um, But yeah, there were some possessions where they would kind of like screen and rescreen. And I'm like, oh my, I haven't seen the Bucks set this many screens in one possession in quite a while, but they just weren't getting that much because the Bulls, quietly have like a pretty good group of perimeter defenders at this point and the Bucks just did not have a ton of shot making on the court at any given time uh, which it still kind of amazes me they were able to win that game despite some of the offensive sets we saw not that the scheme was bad but just that you know the players playing it you know we're, we're having a little trouble unlocking what was there um, but it looked a lot different I mean clearly I think it was I'd say more drastic than the, the off than the defensive end for sure because we're just not used to – I mean, how many possessions was Rob or was Brooke just like trailing and just kind of chilling behind three and then running back, right? Like that was pretty common for a lot of the time. The center was very involved in basically every possession in this game. There was a lot of like interior passes attempted. Many were not good. Jay Crowder uh, is not going to fill a point guard Boss void for the Bucks. Had, uh, he, had, he had some uh, – Somehow some only two turnovers? Stuff. That's uh, some of them. Some yeah, of them got I, bumped I, back to the Bucks, I think, but mm-hmm. they were turnover worthy like plays. It was Ty Ty Washington's first basket. I think the Bucks tweeted it out. It's like, oh, look at Ty Ty's first basket as well. It starts with Jay Crowder just throwing the ball to the Bulls, <laughs> and it just bounces off. <laughs> <laughs> that's not going to count as a turnover. It counts it as, as an assist or something somehow. Yeah. But it's like, oh my God. Yeah. Um, I will say, Bossman, Bossman had a solid. Yeah, it just, it's not not great passing, which is funny because remember he was like nailing post-entry passes when he first joined the Bucks. but uh, I don't know if he's not used to playing with these guys. Or, he's not, not, for, not for cross-court bounce passes yeah. or passes coming off curls and stuff. Yeah. It's like, Maybe maybe entry passes are your bread and butter. And you know what? We'll take it. Yeah. We'll take it, boss man. I mean, this was a game where Bobby Portis brought the ball all the way up court like three times. There was a lot <laughs> happening in this game. One of them was really good. It was. He went coast to coast and finished. I'm a little like, worried, oh my though. god. I'm a little worried. I don't want him to get addicted to that feeling. Yeah, that's fair. But um, uh when the Bucks are playing with like no point guards. Uh, yeah. You but know, it's like when Shaq was like, I could do what Giannis does going full court if they let me. And I was kind of like – Orlando Shaq could have. Orlando Shaq, maybe. I don't know if he had the handle. He didn't have as good of a handle. Yeah, that's. I mean that's kind of important. And I just don't want Bobby Porters to be sitting there like, I could do this all the time too. I'm Orlando Shaq. I'm, I'm Giannis. I'm Giannis <laughs> who can shoot. Ooh. it's a good player. <laughs> um, I love Bobby Portis. But anyway, the off, well, your take on the offense, Rohan, and, and all the centers and screening and everything that we're not exactly looked, used to seeing. 
It looked very fluid. I mean, obviously, there were a lot of times where, yeah, it, these guys are still trying to figure out where they're supposed to be in these sets. But uh, you can see, like, oh, yeah, this this makes sense. Like, there were some beautiful sets that were run. At one point, there was, like, a delayed curl with Thanasis, like, coming down and making a key pass to the corner for a three. And it's like, oh, okay. So you have, you have uh, on the strong side, you have this pick and roll going on. Weak side, you have a delayed, like, almost weighed curl not a wade cup but like a wade curl it was kind of fun uh to see and then you just hit the nos is rolling and then you he kicks it out to the corner it's like what's going on here <laughs> like this is this is some really nice offense <laughs> like, um so it, it's good to see those sort of things because it's like yeah instead of just having stagnant offense possession after possession after possession like yeah you can you can get creative you can you can have some fun actions in here and again it's probably is it going to be this pretty when you have these guys like Chris, like Giannis, like Dame, who like to run very isolation heavy offense? Maybe, maybe not. But especially for like bench units and when these guys are not in the game, when you don't have like a Giannis, Dame, Chris in the game, which, by the way, one of those guys, unless it's garbage time, should be on the court at all times. Uh, like there's no yeah. reason not to. Um, like. Chris against bench units is probably going to be the new Drew against bench. Yeah, I was going to say with with campaign to kind of help get him into his spots. Maybe that could be a yeah. a fun a fun pairing. If Dame and Giannis is, is are playing almost always together, that's going to be so fun, dude. Oh, it is thirty it's minutes a night of just no way to guard it, and then the the other eighteen minutes you have Chris just dicing up teams, mm-hmm. dicing up bench units. Yeah, it's going to be so good. Yeah, I would like uh, that too. But it's like when you don't have like Giannis and Dame in the game, it's like, oh, yeah, you can still run fluid offense like that's still possible. Like even with like you're not offensively gifted players, I'll say like uh, nicely uh, sort of in the game, you can still like have a fluid offense. So that was it was really, really good to see. Yeah, it was. I am reading uh, Malik Beasley quotes right now. We'll get to this later. So very interesting stuff going around uh, yep. at the moment. Hey. We'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, one thing that I thought, like, so even just the basics of the offense, the, you know, a bunch of screening around centers. Um, I thought it was interesting. Ty Ty Washington Jr., guest of the podcast, friend of the show, who just didn't shoot well. He was 0 for 4 from deep. So he ended up being 2 for 3 from 2 and then just missed his threes. He had seven assists in less than 23 minutes in this game. And I kind of thought that showed a little bit of like, Oh, here is what a gifted playmaking point guard can do, even with kind of the more rudimentary part of this offense. Just like much, there was just a lot more movement, I think, in general. Like there was, again, screens and rescreens from the center, some DHO stuff going on. Like sometimes, though, it would kind of short circuit. Like at one point, Robin Lopez just kind of stand at the top of the key and no one's coming. He's kind of like gesturing for people wildly to come get the ball. Like, I don't want this anymore. They had to call a timeout. Yeah, I think they did. Um, but uh, Ty Ty, I thought, was was spraying the ball all over. And you could see like, oh, this is what, you know, kind of a, a gifted point guard can do with this much space and this much movement. And now, again, take out Robin Lopez for Giannis, Ty Ty for Dame, Pat Connaughton for Chris Middleton, right? Like it's it's going to be, I think, a lot of fun. But I do think that these the way they're playing, I mean, Giannis is going to have a great time down low. I really think Dame and Chris are just going to be feasting, whether they're on or off ball. And, I mean, that's the thing. We always talk about Chris off ball. There's going to be times when Dame is off ball. Like, the kind of shots he's going to get, catch and shoot, 
Like he may struggle at first because he's just not used to being open. I kind of do wonder if he's going to be like, like the JR thing. Like I need to adjust to this. I'm not used to this. Hopefully not the JR thing, but yeah, fair. <laughs> not not full, full JR for, for a yeah. week. JR for yeah. a week. JR for a week. Never go full JR. <laughs> Uh, someone hide the soup. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, so funny. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be an adjustment for sure to get all these wide open looks like Dame himself was talking about like, yeah, I'm not used to getting uncontested looks. I'm used to like having two guys at me. So just having one guy at me is going to be, yeah. uh, just an adjustment. It's like, man, there's going to be possessions where you're just wide open. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just going to happen. Well, yeah, so I mean, it, like, think about, I mean, it's, you know, the default will be Dame and Giannis actions, but it's not going to be all. I mean, we saw that. I mean, they they didn't play in structure very much, which I thought was kind of interesting. I mean, they clearly had their sets that they did, and there were some plays like the one you smartly called out earlier. But a lot of it was kind of free-flowing, just like the center finds, the the ball handler, things move around. It wasn't like they over and over again were like, okay, here is the lindell brook pick and roll with space so i think th- there probably will be more of that when it's damon Giannis. but i do think I-, I would like if they kept a little bit of the budenholzer like you know just flow into stuff and and i think that is a good way to let nba players play generally because you know this isn't like high school where you're gonna you know the point guard goes over by the coach and he calls a set and they go and run it like that's just not how nba teams really operate but no, just it, just go back and listen to our conversation with uh, brad fisher yeah, yeah. But the concepts they were running, I do think, were more structured and organized and more advantageous than what we're used to seeing, which was, you know, they would go into stuff, but sometimes, you know, the point guard, because you can't talk bad about any former box, the point guard would kind of just do too much on his own. Whereas there, we didn't see that many isolations in this game. No, like Bobby and again, it like, full court, but. That's Bobby. We saw, we saw Brooke doing like some stuff against Vooch, but that's just yeah. Lopez stuff. Uh, again, I will say it's it's easy to not see a lot of isolations when this yeah. is a group of players <laughs> you're trotting out there. That's fair. Um, so I, I wouldn't maybe read too much into that. We'll see what happens when you know the big the big guns play. Yeah, I'm talking about Chris Livingston. Yep, uh, AJ Green. We've yeah, seen AJ. him dice up. We've seen him work in the post in Oshkosh. He's he's got a bag. Oh yeah, just hit that little hill. Like AJ Green with a Dirk fade is unstoppable. I've seen him. I've seen him work on it. It's unstoppable. That's coming. Uh, but yeah, it's it, it. Like what's like? Obviously, the buzzwords are play. Buzz phrases play random. We yeah. didn't. We didn't really see a ton of that. No. And Odd again, random. it's 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 very it's very difficult to actually do that. It, like if you're if you're like. Lindell or Ty Ty, like trying to fight for like an actual role on this team. You're not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, well, you never know how, how guys will act when they get the ball in their hands. But those two guys certainly did not do that. Yeah. So former Bucks point guard, two for 10 in their debut. I, if I speak, big trouble. If I speak, I'm in big trouble. <laughs> uh, let's talk about players. Do you want to start I with love, you? I, you? I love form. I love former Bucks point guard. By the way, you and I saw a billboard thanking yeah. former uh, Bucks point guard and very uh, like uh, good good spouse who have done great work in the community. So yeah, it, it was, it was nice. very it was very nice to see that billboard. It was we very very nice. We would just like to tell the truth. 
You post box score data, and you're you're being you're being mean all of a sudden. Yes, it's not like there's hours of evidence of us talking. We about have seen the receipts. Or what does Nikaya say? We have receipts. Uh, there's, there's there's evidence. There's film of what you've done. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, nope, never, nope. It's good for spacing. Anyway, anyway. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Current Bucks. Where do you want to start going through the players here? Let's start with let's start with the guy that everyone wanted to see and maybe had a little bit of a. Um, we'll, we'll talk about it. Uh, Marjan Bojan. Yeah, ended up ended up leading the team in scoring. Uh, had four free throws to go down the stretch. A seventy-seven drill was on redrill. Was you know closing them out. Shot well on free throw. Seven of eight. That's good. Which is good. That's very good. Uh, maybe teach some other guys how to do that. <laughs> um, but it's sort of an up and down debut. It seemed like yeah. it seemed like in the beginning he was pressing a little too much, trying to do a little too much. If there was a guy who was trying to do isolation stuff, it was Marjan. It was him not really playing within the flow of the game. It was him trying to like create and sort of have a moment. It felt like, uh, but he's he settled in. He settled in, especially in the second half. And again, it's going against lesser competition. So take from that what you will. But it seemed like he actually started to get into a little bit of a rhythm. Uh, like I said, finished with a game high 18 points, nine rebounds, three assists, five of 11 from the field, only one of three from three, seven of eight from the free throw line, like we mentioned earlier. Uh, not too many turnovers, only had one travel. Um, it was, it was solid for, however, for everyone sort of like riding like the Marjan train and be like, yeah, he's for sure the fifth starter. I think this sort of brought expectations back to reality because it's like you can't expect him to be that guy right away. You just can't. Uh, would I like to see him be that guy? Absolutely. But do I think he's going to be that guy, that idealized version of the fifth starter immediately? No. Yeah, I think, which is funny because you look at the line and it's like, oh, one for three from deep, not a bad shooting game. And three attempts isn't that low for 
28 minutes. Some of my least favorite Marjon plays were ones he just didn't shoot. And it was like, you just can't, you can't, I've said this before, you can't not shoot when you're open as the fifth guy. On the, and he wasn't tonight, but like when he's the fifth guy on the floor, that is the one thing that will kill the team. And I think I, I get why he does it because he's certainly better at driving than he is shooting right now. But there's going to be moments where it feels like he'll pass up a three and then drive and it, it won't work out. It'll just be frustrating. He also had another travel in this game, which is like, I thought we left the travels behind, Marjan. Can we it was please? a different type of travel. It wasn't him catching the ball uh, and starting to drive, which was good. It was him just holding the ball as he got a rebound. Still not great, but yeah. No, it's a di- it's a different type of travel. Yeah, so I mean, let's just not do any of them. Would be my yeah, preference for the travels. Let's just he, he, not invent he pulled, new ones. He pulled a Westbrook as he was just holding yeah. the ball trying to walk up. The call. It, was, it so was one where I I saw it in real time and so I was not surprised to see the call. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought overall he he had a, a good enough game, but did not did not carry over the good summer league stuff where he looked like the best player on the floor. And obviously, the competition level is a lot higher. You know, expecting him to look better than like DeMar DeRozan or someone like that. But even later in the game when, you know, most of the real plus players were out, he still didn't really. I mean, he certainly had moments where, you know, some of the drives still do look excellent where it's like, oh, yeah, that's 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 the real plus. Level he, stuff. he had some good finishes in traffic where it's yeah. like, Ooh. Well, so okay. that looks real. And that was something we saw in Summer League, too. Didn't see the strength as much, although he did, he did get to the foul line quite a bit. But we weren't seeing and ones like we did. But he, the, the, he And I will say half of his attempts were intentional. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought he had a good. Obviously, he scored eighteen and and almost almost had a double double. The rebounding was good as well. I mean, he had two offensive boards, which was as many as anyone else on the team. Pat Connaughton had going, eight rebounds in less than twenty minutes. Two offensive, just just a, just a just a rebounding lunch pail guy. Yeah, it's a he's a real blue collar guy. Real, although not in his day job. In a, in a Victoria Beckham sort of way. What he was talking about the Dame trade on media day. I don't know if I mentioned this on the pod. Do you see how – did you hear how he talked? He was like, yeah, my other job guys were asking me about it. Are you getting traded? Did I'm like, your other that? job? Yes, he said my other job. Oh, man, three-leaf. He's really a is – is he a part-time basketball player? I He's working two jobs. I That's going to run for office. I've worked two jobs before. It's not easy. Yeah. I mean, like, credit to him, respect to him. Just work three jobs. Don't forget about the content studios, CEO and oh, yeah. content studios. Yeah. I don't know if that counts as his job, though. I was like, he's not doing that. They but. document him. Yeah, that's that's the opposite. I think he still technically has a role doing that, I'm assuming. Well, yeah, I mean, if he, if he doesn't show up, there's not much for them to do. <laughs> so it's like two jobs in one. It's like I'm yeah. doing the job, but also providing I content. am the job. Yeah. I am the job. <laughs> 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 but uh, uh Matt Johnson, come on the come on the podcast. Yeah, please. I'm gonna talk uh, to you about your jobs. Yeah, we at come on GSPN and get a fourth job. We're most interested in the Bucks job, but we will talk to you about the other jobs too. We will talk about that. Just killed me. He's very casual. Yeah, my other job. I was like, really? <laughs> Good for you. I'm telling you, if he if he wants to have a real estate podcast, we will pivot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We will be GSPN where we cover Wisconsin sports and also Wisconsin real estate. Think of the sponsors we could have. Oh my goodness, Pat, Just hit us up. Pod, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, we may, we have to make the deal so it's spot. You have to sponsor everything. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. how you. That's how you play it. Uh, Pat, well, I'll, our people will talk to your people. Yeah, um, but Marjan, 
Marjan, it's like if he's having I had to do it. Uh when you go when you when you're the fifth starter, if you're going to be the fifth starter, uh it's good to see both Pat and Marjan just accept that role of yeah, I'm gonna go get these boards yeah. so these other guys don't have to. It's like, yeah, you have to be that that lunch pail guy, that quote that got me distracted in the first place. <laughs> but you you have to you have to do that type of work. It's like that's part of that role. Is like you have to do the work that you don't necessarily want to overtax the other guys with doing, right? Except maybe Brooke. Yeah. Except Brooke's always a you know good box okay, so whatever. Yeah. So, so let's it's, so it's, it's, it's good to see, it's good to see them actually like fighting on the boards. Yeah. So it's like yeah, you're doing what you need to be doing, which is good. Like good job. Let's bounce around to other potential starters. I mean, we already mentioned. Yeah. No. Pat. Let's let no no no. Let's go to the other potential starter. Okay. The Nasa Sedeta Kumpo. Okay. Okay. You cannot look me in the eye and tell me that was not a good performance. That was a good performance. I can't tell you that. You can't look me in the eye and say that that was not a promising performance that could indicate real playing time. Just, Just take this performance time. Just take this performance in a vacuum. If this was any other player, would you? what would your thoughts be? Um, wow, it's crazy. He picked up four fouls in 21 minutes. Yeah, I'm serious. Of course I'm uh, serious. So I'm... <laughs> the funniest part about this performance was that, you know, during halftime, like when the players come to shoot around, I can't remember this. I think this was halftime. Maybe it was before it was the game. <laughs> and everyone's like shooting threes and step backs. TA is just dribbling around by the elbow. And he kind of looked like he was going to take a three. And he just dribbled back up and shot a push shot from eight feet out. And we were uh, – our buddy Coolin was at the game with us. And we were all just like, he knows what he has to work on. He knows what he's going to be doing out there. The like he's, he's, he's smart. He knows his role. I mean, listen, if you don't shoot at all, as we'll get to with Andre Jackson, it gets a little tougher but maybe doable now with the Dame team going on. The is six for eight from the floor. Two for the two Nasus for three. is a point guard, so it's fine. Uh, five rebounds, one assist, two blocks, one turnover, four fouls, 14 points though, and plus six in his minutes. One of the better marks on the team. Um, listen, he you can't tell well. me there isn't there. Like if you're looking for wing, like a sort of wing help, like you can't tell me he's not an option. I, I do think, uh, maybe there's a more intriguing option in year one on the roster. And Andre we'll, Jackson we'll, Jr. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to him. But like, I think the playmaking there is kind of a differentiator. The Nazis had a very good game. They're, I mean, they're different different positions, though. Yeah, with the same same limitation. Same limitation, different positions, though. So there's, Although there's different. Andre does not even Andre fouls as much as Ta does. It's okay. It's one thing he has. <laughs> okay. He can't pr- he can't practice not fouling in layup lines. Okay, that's true. Um, so I don't know. He 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 tried his best out there, but like he played really well. He knew like he like in terms of his positioning around the basket, like he knew when to clear out and when it's like there there was one player. It's like oh, uh, I think it was a Lindell Brook pick and roll or something like that. It's like oh, Brooks. As soon as he looked at Brook rolling, like this guy was standing right outside the paint in the dunker spot. He was he was waiting. As soon as he saw Brooks like hips turn, he vacated immediately immediately he was like yeah i can't i can't take up space here and that's something that he struggled with in the past is just yeah. situational awareness in turn that sounds really bad uh in terms of like 
yeah, knowing like not to clog up the lane or anything. Like he, that's been an issue in the past. And he's like, oh, okay. As soon as I see these hips turn, I'm gone. I can't like, I need to vacate my defender out of there. So, and so it's like, you know, I'm going to allow Brooke to have his space. And it's like, oh, that's an actual ship. Like you, you know what you're doing out on the court. And it's like, if he can act like he has the skills, he has the athleticism. He has like, he had real positive in, defensive impact potential. Like that's real. Like that's undeniable. Like he has the chance to be like a good NBA defender. Yeah. But it's just like, it's just about honing in on those skills and like putting it all together. And it's like, Oh, you know, that's, that's a good start. It is. Um, you know, I think he is going to continue to be a break glass in case of emergency guy, but maybe sometimes the glass actually gets broken this year. And because it's like, it's a whole new coaching. So everyone's at the same level. Yeah. Everyone's well, at the same level. I think there's been levels determined, but I mean, like in terms of like starting, yeah. Like obviously Dame is not at the same level as freaking Amari Moore. Yeah. But you know oh, what I mean? We didn't like, see Amari a, Moore in this game. We did not. We did not. Was he even on here? Oh, yeah. DMP coach's decision, it says. We also didn't see Gort. Yeah. It's kind of Just surprising. We'll probably see them on Tuesday. Maybe. I mean, are even less of the regulars going to play in some of these games? Or? I think so. I assume we're going to get one or two sort of real, at least halves. Yeah, I'd assume so. But I it's guess like... at Summer League, he shifted off by game, right? So, yeah, maybe it will be like that. Maybe it'll be like... Like Lindell doesn't play and Gortman plays or something like that. Yeah, something like that. But Thanasis, getting back to Thanasis, I think he has oh. a chance to like maybe crack the rotation at some points. I would not go that far. Okay, that's fair. I mean, it's just it's not not even to rail on Thanasis, but I just think again, we know we're going to see more of him than we have last season. How about that? Probably. We know the top four, right? And we know. Some combination of probably Pat, Marjan, Beasley is seven. Bobby is eight. Campaign at point guard is nine. And then I'm forgetting someone because I feel like there is pretty much a 10. But yeah, I just I just think it's – oh, Crowder. So there's just yeah. not, not a ton of minutes, I think, for anyone else. I, I don't think he's going to supplant any of those guys. It's possible. Um, he had a good game for sure. I just think the – the I I think if if anything, the fact that they can put lineups that are more spacey and need defense more than before is why he could play. Like if there was like a Dame Malik Beasley, I don't know Crowder Brook lineup or or you know Chris instead of Crowder something like that where it's like okay, there's definitely enough space that TA can be out there without totally clogging things up. And they could really use the defender. Although I just wonder, like, will it just be Marjan or will it just be Andre Jackson Jr. instead? But maybe he'll get shots at those lineups in a way that he really has not before outside of the Jokic game. Yeah, I mean, just it's all about opportunities. And like this yeah. was an opportunity to showcase himself and he took advantage. I agree. He's a very, very one of the best TA games we've seen. Yeah. Against a real team. Yeah, it was against a real team. Like he, he blocked like Vooch. Yeah, I think so. I think it was. I think he and Brooke did, or Robin did on the same possession. It was kind of fire. It was. It's it, it, good to see that interior defense. And yeah. like you forget, the Nasus says like he, he's got ups. Oh yeah, I don't yeah. forget that. He'll he'll pin some stuff off the backboard. It's like, oh, I didn't think you were going to get to that. <laughs> Baby, honest. 
Yeah. But but Except older, older, yeah. older baby Giannis, <laughs> older big little Giannis. <laughs> so Giannis, but big and little, <laughs> older and little. We'll say that. Let's go to Malik Beasley. Yeah, let's go to Malik Beasley. Sorry. A fascinating player. Yeah, um, we had to. I had to great, be- great shoes, by the way. Malik Beasley shoes. I wanted. To, if anyone knows what shoes he was wearing, let me know because those those are fire. They are. Maybe Fashion Nova ones. Fashion Nova ones. They, do, do they have? Shoes? I have no idea. I don't know anything about anything uh, in in this sphere of the game. Malik Beasley shot fifty percent from the field, five for ten, three for seven on three. Started off a little cold, and then it heated up pretty quickly, uh, and was making impressive off motion, not very wide open threes. And you, you can know what see he was doing. What? He was doing Malik Beasley things. He was doing Malik Beasley things. Also had four assists in 21 minutes, which is like, oh, pretty pretty good. Moving the ball around. Uh, two steals, three turnovers, two fouls. Uh, there were some passing foibles for a lot of the guys early in this game. Again, I think Malik Beasley was doing more ball handling than Malik Beasley will probably ever be doing. Uh, He's going to be doing some games. other stuff. Yeah, a lot of shooting. And oh, some yeah, clamping. Yeah, we'll should we, should we just do that right away? Yeah, let me. I have the quote here. Do you want me to read the quote? Yes, please do. All right, Malik Beasley uh, on on being the fifth starter, and I'll read the Griff quotes too. Griffin, Adrian Griffin quotes too. But here's Beasley: I gotta fill in a role with Drew's defensive presence. So just making sure that I'm talking and defending, making shots. That'll happen. That'll come over time. We can get really hot. We had it in training camp where we had all the starters together and it was just so easy. I didn't have to do much. None of our shots were forced. It just comes naturally. So that's what we're excited about. And that's why I'm putting such an emphasis on defense. Because offense, we can score 130 every night. But defense, we got to make sure we lock up. Yeah. So, so no, it, people are being unfair. Okay, tell me how they're being unfair. He's not saying he has to fill the Drew Holiday role. Okay. He said, I got to fill in a role with Drew's defensive presence. I've got to make sure I'm talking and defending. Okay. I read the, this. What's, is, the, what's, the, what's the grip for? Um, now you're putting me on the spot. Oh, okay. Sorry. I don't know if this is the one. I just I, There might be a different one that I don't have. This is what he said. Beasley on Griffin. It's all a mental thing. There are great players. Oh, no, this is Beasley talking still. Hold on. Sorry. I'm scrolling through an athletic article. Uh, Uh, First, he was playing hard on defense, Griffin said. We talked about this prior to the game and his role going forward into the season, that he's going to have to take the toughest assignments most nights. With his three-point shooting capabilities, I think he showcased tonight why he compliments our roster. It will be fun to see him out there spacing the floor when we get Dame and Giannis back and see how teams play those guys. You just got to be a threat out there. Every guy that's on the floor, you got to be a threat, and he gives us some three-point shooting and some spacing. So Griff saying he's going to have to take the toughest assignment most nights is uh, interesting. Yes. Very, very interesting. Um, For those who do not know, Malik Beasley, uh, not known as a a defensive stalwart, to say the least. Correct. Uh, Not known as a good defender. Uh, Correct. To, to to say the least. So having having the head coach say, "Yeah, he's going to be the guy who's taking on the defensive matchups." It's like, sure. I, I, think, I mean, he he could be. He I could. It doesn't clear, mean it's going to go well. Uh, this word isn't in there, 
I think we can assume he means guard. Guards. Yes. Like it's yes. not like they're gonna oh Kawhi Leonard, Malik Beasley, you got him. KD, good luck. <laughs> Malik Beasley, you got KD. Do um, it. He's probably the same height as PJ Tucker. Why not, right? Yeah. That's a joke. LeBron James, Anthony Davis. You got both this of them. <laughs> both of them. At the same time. Giannis is going to be cherry picking in that matchup. You got both of them. <laughs> just Vivek is like, yes! I knew it! Oh, oh man. But, um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's interesting for Adrian Griffin to say that, right? Like, you don't, you don't have to say that. You can do it, like, you can, you can have him be the fifth starter and not say, like, yeah, he's going to be taking the 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 brunt of the defensive assignment. Demar Derozan two for six. Yeah, maybe you should I mean, say that. I mean, there are some other guys who are who are oh, out yeah. there who will get to. We'll talk about it. Zach um, Levine four for seven. It's pretty good. It's not bad. Yeah, it's, it's you a, can live with that. It's, it's a solid stat line. Both for minus uh, one. Solid is okay when you have Damian Yadis on the other side. That's fair. That's fair. Um. What was I saying? Yeah, but Malik Beasley being like, do do we think he's going to be the fifth starter at this point? It sounds like it, which is funny because he was probably the guy we talked about least for it. Yeah. Before like, we realized thinking, he was a defensive stopper. Yeah, it's just like, did he show something in camp where it's like, yeah, I'm a defensive stopper? Because the last time we saw Malik Beasley, he wasn't playing because he was too much of a defensive liability. Well, I think it was really because his shot went cold. And shot making. I think but that it's like, was the big. I think that was the I real think reason. I think it was in conjunction because you can't have his shot out there because he's going to be a defensive liability. Well, yeah, I think they felt he wasn't offering enough besides that. But it wasn't like yeah. he was shooting well and such a bad defender that they sat him. Well, yes, of course, it wasn't like that. It's like you can't live with him shooting badly and not being a good defender. Yeah, um, I I don't think he showed that he's a great defender in camp. I think that. The coaching staff, Adrian Griffin, feels like he is just the best option. So kind of, you know, Pat, for all that he does, you know, it's just not going to be that quick. And again, as we talked about with, you know, your idea of starting Crowder, I think they really want a quick guy for guards so they don't have to have Dame do it. And I don't know if it's we want the best possible defender, but we need someone out there who we can put on guard so Dame doesn't have to guard like the best guard in the other team every night. Because as much as Dame said, he can focus on defense more. We don't really want that. So then if you do look at it that way of we want a guard defender, it's pretty much down to Malik Beasley or Marjan Bochamp. So I figured it was going to be Bochamp. But if you also don't want that fifth player to like hesitate and not shoot or make mistakes with the ball as much, then it's like, okay, well, offensively, certainly that guy is going to be Beasley. I mean, their offense with him is going to be extraordinary. I mean, we talked about Dame and Giannis getting opener looks and Chris getting opener looks. Imagine what Malik Beasley's looks are going to be like on the floor in that offense. And he can do a little bit with the ball. Again, as he showed four assists, like he was a guy for that half year in Minnesota before the the crazy legal troubles was a 20-point-per-game player over like 30 games or something. Like he is a guy who can score in bunches without just relying on threes, although that's how he's kind of, you know, morphed into as a player. So he should look very good offensively in that role. So then it comes down to defense. So I feel like this is not, oh, he has this defensive skill set. I feel like this is more putting it on Malik Beasley to say, hey, if you can do this, like you take this on, 
if you can do this, the like you're just you have it locked up then for sure for all year, right? It's like a, it's if, like a challenge. It is like if we if the first ten games of the year we're like, hey, you know, Malik Beasley's kind of defending pretty well. I, I'm I'm not saying he's going to morph into like a stopper on defense, but if he is, this is the bar. You stay in front of the Zach Levines of the world and make them shoot over you. And if he does that well enough, and the offense looks really good with him out there, I think it that you can call that a win, right? Like that's and that's pretty much what he said. That's why I like Malik Beasley's quote because um, he kind of said something similar to this, I believe. Yeah. So his, the other quote I haven't read yet from Beasley: "It's all a mental thing." Beasley said of Griffin's assignment for him after Sunday's game: "There are great players in the world, and most of them are shooting guards." I'm gonna disagree there, but this is from a shooting guard, so I'm gonna say most of the most of them are like forwards. But it's a shooting guard is saying this, so I I get it. Um, They're so I gotta guard those guys. The best thing you can do is limit them. They're going to make shots. They're going to make tough shots. Like one, Zach Levine had a tough shot on me today, but I was there. As long as I can make a presence and make sure they don't get super hot, I did my job, and we can get wins by me doing that. So that's why I don't – I'm not going to like sit here and like laugh at the concept and, oh, this is – oh, they think he's Drew Holiday. They don't. They No, no. That's – that. to be clear, no. They are not saying, oh, yeah, let's replicate what Drew Holiday does with Malik Beasley. No, that's just – on the defensive end. Yeah. Uh, he, he can take some shots on the offense. Yes. Um, I, I think he's got a, just a very healthy – he's just got a healthy view of what they need from him defensively, I think. And if yeah. he's motivated enough and he can he can provide that, like that's a huge win. I think I think the concern is like Bucks watchers fans. They're already concerned. Like, oh, there's going to be a drop off defensively. Yeah, already. Um, why? Why sort of add to that? Yeah, when you have options that don't add to that. But how many other options do they have that don't add to that? If you're looking at specifically someone who can guard guards, Bajan or Ajax, probably. Yeah. Jay, I just yeah, Jay's he's a little too slow. He's big guy, man. Boss man, he's got some quicks. Two fifty up for boss man. He says he's down. I'm sure. Like, do you, do you really? I could Jay guard Zach Levine. Could Chris guard Zach Levine? Maybe. That's what I'm saying. Like, do you do you size up? And it's like you like if you start Jay Crowder, that doesn't necessarily mean he's the starting two guard. I almost feel better about him doing it than Chris, I think. I don't know. We haven't seen Chris in a while. Yeah, we haven't seen Chris in a while, man. We haven't seen him. I'm well, we so excited. Playoffs, but yeah. I'm so excited to see like fully healthy Chris. We didn't see him yesterday, and that for us is a while. Yeah. I mean, we didn't see him in the playoffs because he had surgery after that. He wasn't fully healthy. Well, yeah. Yeah, defensively. Offensively, again, he got it done. But defensively, yeah. no, he did not look fully good healthy Chris yeah. we yeah, haven't yeah, seen yeah. in like two years. Hopefully, we see it soon. Yeah, knock on wood. But, yeah. I mean, Malik Beasley as a fifth starter, it's just, it's like your backcourt's really small. If Malik Beasley was like three inches taller, I think he'd be How like tall is perfect. Malik? Isn't he like 6'5"? Is he? I think so. I swear he's like, I swear he's smaller. 6'4", this says? Yeah, if he was like three inches taller, like he was like a wing, that would be perfect. Yeah. If he was like a wing side, like if he was Kyle Korver, where it's like he's a shooting guard, but he's big, so he makes up for a lot of his deficiency. Like Kyle Korver was like six eight. Yeah, he was. So it's it's like if you can if you can be that size but play the two, like that's that's amazing. Like why do you think everyone loves KD? 
Six foot seven wingspan, according to uh, Draft Express. Sure. Yeah, but it's like if you were six, if you were six seven with like a six ten wingspan, six nine wingspan, like Malik Beasley would be perfect. Yeah, I mean that would be great. Yeah, you could be you could be what Katie's lied about size. Remember he said, he was telling people he was like six eight or something. Six Who nine. was? KD. Oh yeah, the the only the only guy to ever lie that much about being shorter. Um, who should we talk about now? Um, Unless you still have more Beasley thoughts. No, I just think like. I see why people think this is hilarious, but I still just think that it's more about putting that on him because they're going to need the fifth guy to do that. And if he's going to have first crack and he's going to embrace that, I think it's a net positive. I mean, we'll we'll see how the defense looks overall when the real team is out there and it's Malik Beasley. It does seem like he's going to be the starter. I certainly didn't see it coming, but I kind of – I mean, I get it. We just talked about Marjon's up and down game. Crowder, we can talk about Crowder next, I suppose. Like, he looked pretty good overall, but had some pretty bad passes in there. Uh, just kind of confusing ones. Uh, Pat is Pat, and I think could still work, and I think maybe will close a lot of games. But I don't know if you want him starting, again, like a 1-2-3 of Dame, Pat, Chris. It's just kind of slow. And I almost wonder if Beasley being a little faster as much as anything else is the reason it's him. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, will we see some is it gonna be permanent? Are we gonna see some changes? I don't think it's I don't on? think anything is permanent. Yeah. At this point. No. I mean Andre we'll Jackson see. had a good game. We'll talk about him yeah. later. And I don't think Barjan was bad. Yeah, we can do Andre Jackson. Two for five from the field, shot a three. What you you are the biggest critic of his shot. Did what did you think about it? Still not great. Thought it looked a little better. It did, but it's still like Yeah, it's still it's still <laughs> low. I think low could work for him. It might have to. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like it, it's it's gonna be a drastic, like dramatic change if it needs to be. If there yeah. is gonna be a change. And as as Ty Ty hinted at as I was trying to get this out of him, was like, yeah, they don't really change shots a ton. Well, Ty Ty's shot also Looks a lot better than, than Andre's. Uh, ended up with four points, four rebounds, three assists, one steal, one block, one turnover, two fouls, two for four from two, 0 for one from three. Looked a lot more playable in this game. And again, this was no Dame, no Chris. Just like, you know, pretty uh, like average NBA spacing, if that. I mean, really not very good spacing on the floor for the Bucks. Like Crowder shot well. Bobby didn't attempt a three. Brooke and Malik shot well. Lindell and Ty Ty were 0 for 8. Pat was 1 for 4. The Nasus didn't shoot any. Marjon 1 for 3. Robin Lopez 0 for 1. And Bolden didn't shoot any. So a lot of the guys... I wanted, wanted it to be tea time. I wanted I tea know. time. I was doing the celebration early. Um, but suffice it to say, like this is not even as much spacing as we're probably going to see him operate in when it's the real Bucks. And I think still just looked a lot more playable. Remember in Summer League, I was so disappointed because it was so cramped. It didn't even look like Andre Jackson Jr., like could play offensively. And in this game, I think he looked a lot more natural out there. And he still brings like, he's almost like an NFL player. He's a game wrecker defensively at times. Like he will soar in there and just bust up the game. I know he and Marjan, I think, have, but no, no, he wouldn't have talked about what it was like. I know Marjan has mentioned, you know, it's nice knowing you won't get pulled for fouls. And we did see both of those guys have some aggressive plays here and there. But 
the dunk for Andre Jackson, the block. Like Ooh, he has flash. Giannis was very hyped after that. He was like all the way running up to half court after that. It's good to see Giannis embracing the rookies. Oh yeah. I mean, we just haven't like, seen this kind of fun athletic play very we often for like the last this, five this years. This type of athleticism is just like Giannis saw a guy cock back on a dunk. He's like, where am I? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, wait, this is possible? You can get guys that can do this that aren't me? Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, he's not seeing it in Greece either. No, he's not. <laughs> the only times he's seeing is when people are trying to dunk on him. Uh but yeah, it's just it's fun to see that like a game wrecker is a good way to put it because it's like yeah, like th- this is his first NBA experience and he's like, hey, by the way, go guard Demar Derozan, one of the greatest yeah. scores in NBA history. Yeah, just go go get him. Yeah, you can go look that up. Yeah, yeah, look what up. Oh, I thought you were saying. I thought you were immediately defending your assertion that Demar is one of the greatest scorers in history, and that's no, what I'm saying. Is. You can look no. that up. That's true. Yeah. 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 Like, go get him. Like, no, that's that's a fact. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I think he's a top 15 scorer of all time. That's wild. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's just a bucket. He is just a bucket. Uh, and Dre, I think, did a good job. Uh, did you see Brooke Lopez praise for him after the game? I did not. Uh, well, actually, this was before the game. So this is in uh, all, all of the quotes I've been reading are from Eric Names' latest in The Athletic. Go subscribe and read Eric. Uh, I mean, Dre is ridiculously athletic, Lopez said. He's been great. Crashing the offensive glass, contesting shots defensively, just making himself felt, which is pretty atypical for a rookie. And obviously, he can finish pretty well, too. Laughs. This was actually following Thursday's practice. So this was even before he had these moments in the game. And the question was not about him. It was just about the young guys in general. And then Lopez went on to talk about Marjon after. So kind of interesting. He talked about uh, Ajax first, Andre Jackson Jr. But yeah, he had a nice game. The splash plays, the defensive assignments. I think Griffin had a nice quote too about how he stepped up. Right? Oh, here it is. He plays within himself. Very smart, Griffin said. If he's open, he'll shoot it. If not, he doesn't try to force shots. Yeah, I, I, we kind of see why. That's an interjection from me with the way the jumper looks. Uh, back to the quote. He attacks the rim. He attacks the O-boards. And then he just loves defense. It's hard to find guys that love defense the way he does. With his athleticism, he just finds a way to impact the game. And that's all you have to do, especially with this roster. I thought he did that. Really good plays that he made, drives, finishes. I think he's going to be a special player before it's all over. So the thing about that quote to me, I'll pass back to you to react to all this. Um, Adrian Griffin, who was a defensive specialist, with that line about it's hard to find guys that love defense the way he does, that tells me that like I think he's on Adrian Griffin's good side, right? Like I think that's the kind of player that Griffin would be like, oh, yeah, this guy, this guy just gets it, right? This guy gets basketball. He deserves some opportunities when, when we can find him for him. I, I read that and I was like, okay, that's an interesting thing for him to say about uh, about a rookie here. It is. Also, uh, I will fact check myself. DeMar is 39th on the all-time league. I was going to say 15th would be pretty – he hasn't why. even played that long. I mean, he's right. He's uh, – what is it? 15, uh, 27 points behind Steph Curry. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. – when you put it like that. I know Steph's missed a lot. DeMar's just been a, a workhorse. Yeah. Uh, also, but yeah – 39. Still, Still incredible. Yeah, top Still 40 all time. Yeah, like Dwayne Wade is 32nd. Charles Barkley is 29th. Like, <laughs> I would not have guessed Chuck above Wade, to be honest with you. 
Yeah, Elgin Bailey's 32nd, Clyde's 34th. Like, it's like you're still in really, really good company. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, getting back to Ajax. But uh, also, Ty, I heard they don't pay players to play defense. Is that a Jabari Parker? Yes. Wow. I uh, I wasn't ready for that. Hope everything's okay with Jabari, whatever he's up to. No, did you not see his like recent interview? He's like, oh, I, I hate playing in the NBA. That's why I left. Oh, yeah, I did see that. It's like... Sure. And where is he playing now? Barcelona. That's actually a surprise. We'll see how long that one lasts. He's Barcelona, no Yabaselli. Barcelona's not the best team in Spain, by the way. Well, I know that. Real is, right? Yeah. yeah. But still. It's still, like, hmm, interesting. <laughs> I think a lot of guys who do not have an NBA contract for them say things like this. Yeah. That's so why he chose to leave. But uh, uh, getting wait, back to Does that exactly conflict with what he said, though, about the defense? Or what does yeah. he mean? Yeah, I don't know. I think the full quote was like, there's only shots for some players. It's like, oh, so you didn't get enough shots because you can't defend, so you quit the NBA? Yes. Don't put yourself in Ennis Cantor territory. Yeah. Just don't. Just in, in any level. Like, that's – it's not – clearly not the same, but – Getting that same idea of like they kicked me out because they don't like me. Maybe there's another just, reason. Maybe yeah. there's another reason. Yeah. At least Jabari mm. hasn't go, gone full. No. Yeah. 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 That's, yeah. There's levels to this. Thing. Yes. Uh, but getting back to Ajax, let's talk about good things. Uh, that quote from Brooke is just amazing. Uh, and like being on uh, being on Adrian Griffin's good side with like being able to like lock in on defense, like that's something this team needs. Like especially especially with Drew Holiday gone, like can Ajax be that point guard defender of the future? Can he be that guy? Like it, that's it's tough to ask a second round pick to do that right away. So you're probably not going to see that a lot year one, but like year two, year three, are you going to see that? Maybe, maybe I, at the end of year one. Maybe I, maybe I was going to say. I mean, we might. I mean, he checked in and go to Demar in his first preseason game. Like I do think it feels like Griffin is the kind of coach who, like, he's going to give out those challenges. Like, hey, go do it. Like, let's see what you I think, can do. I think, I think also the coaching staff at Media Day or after uh, at some thing has talked about like, yeah, it's like you, you have to give these these young guys an opportunity to play. Yeah. And it's like it's a it's a shift from the, the previous regime, which like, again, th- there was a reason for them doing that. It's like, yeah, you're trying to win basketball games at the highest level. The vets give you the best chance of winning basketball games at the highest level. So it's not like it's not like Bud. I feel I feel weird. Like I don't know why I feel weird saying Bud. But like, yeah, um, it feels like I'm in like a like a corporate situation where you don't really talk about these <laughs> people. Um, but like yeah, during during Bud's tenure, it's like yeah, you're not going to play a ton of these young guys because like you're trying to win games. Also, they didn't have a lot of young talent. Yeah, I, I so, would I would I think. There's there's certainly a truth to you like Marjan last guys. year last year Marjan like yeah. you're you're not going to play Marjan because it's like yeah you got to like you have better options like more established options I will say I, it to went play. too far though it did go a little too when far. we saw Joe Ingles guarding Donovan when we saw Mitchell, Joe Ingles period. no when we saw Joe Ingles guarding Donovan Mitchell it's like okay maybe Marjan can get this also, opportunity a, maybe I had two I had two very strong takes last summer and they both turned out correct by the way. About Ingles and about Marjan? Yeah. You're taking the Marjan victory lap too early. I'm saying it's a good pick. I think it's too early still. We think so, we, it looks like it will be. I know, but in terms of like potential, like in terms of like making the actual selection, I'm not saying whether the actual he's going to turn out 
to be a great yeah. prospect. But I'm saying right now, it's like, yeah, he looks like a good prospect and good value pick. My uh, my draft take is aging really well from that draft. Which was? I thought Walker Kessler was going to be quite good. You did think Walker Kessler was going to be quite good. Yeah. And then Coloco is having an injury, I think. Do you see that? Yeah. That yeah. sucks. Same with uh, EJ Liddell. EJ, yeah, some really tough injury luck from that class so mm-hmm. far. And we'll see Ty Ty can validate my other draft take. Yeah. Speaking of Ty Ty. Do you have anything else on Andre Jackson? No, I mean, it's like, I think out of, especially out of him and Chris Livingston, out of the draft picks, he definitely has a chance to play year one. Yeah. Just because they need that skill set. Yeah. It's like, if the Malik Beasley experiment goes wrong, and I'm not saying he's going to start. Yeah. I'm not saying that. I don't think there's a universe in which he starts games for the Bucs this year, unless it's like a, like a a rest game or something. Yeah. Or everyone has ankle soreness game. Yeah. As there, it has to be now. Yeah. Uh, do you see Kawhi's response to the injury rules? I feel bad for Kawhi. I did. I feel, I do feel no. Uh, the first one, he was like, "What are they?" <laughs> oh yeah, that that was funny. No, but then later he was like, "It, it like this would this doesn't if affect I'm, me at all." Like, um, like he's like, "Guys, hurt, my my not, knee is bad." I don't know if you don't understand this. It does suck. He's the poster child for this. It does because it's like he's hurt. Yeah, <laughs> it's not his fault that he's hurt. I don't think there's any player in the league who's like, yeah, I just don't feel like playing 20 games. I'm just not going to play. No, he's legitimately hurt. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, like he tore his ACL and then he tore, he came back and then he tore his meniscus. Yeah. His his knees are not good. No, I feel so bad for Kawhi. Yeah. And they're like, oh, Kawhi, the poster child of – I mean, he's he's certainly had load management in the past. But I also like looking at where he's at now, like you can see why. I think yeah, we'd all agree. Like we'd the, rather, it was the quad injury with the Spurs, right? That led yeah. to the whole thing. We'd rather have like, 60 games of Kawhi in playoffs versus 40 games and then out for a long time. Yeah. It's like, yeah, actually treat your stars well. Like, it's not it's not Paul George and Kawhi Leonard's fault that they're hurt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, un- like, it's, it's, it's just unfortunate. Yeah. It's really, it's unlucky. It's it's unfortunate. Like, I'm, like I find myself rooting for the Clippers, <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Like it's it's in the West, especially if they got Drew, they would have been like my second favorite team. That would I would I did want that to happen. Yeah. Now that it looks like they're gonna get Jimmy. James. Yeah. Harden. We're still calling team. Terrence Mann a prospect. I don't think Ty Lue's calling him a prospect. Uh, in in media. I know, but he's I'm saying the prize. Like, he's twenty seven. Am I a prospect? <laughs> yeah. I could do anything in the NBA. There's no tape on me. Yeah. Anything's possible. 27-year-old prospect. He's played like 5,000 minutes. Yeah, but I'm like what I'm saying about Ty Lue doesn't consider him a prospect because he doesn't play him. Well, he's he's not ready yet. He's still in the incubator. When he's 29, he's going to be ready to debut. It's like, it's like Chris Boucher. It's like, oh, this un- unheralded young prospect. Like, dude's 30. Yeah. Like, <laughs> It's just ridiculous. Like how the way the way other guy. Well, Can yeah. Pascal Siakam be better than Giannis? Pascal's older than Giannis. Yeah, and so he should be right now. Yeah, didn't really show up though. I also feel bad for Pascal. I don't. I mean, with like the uncertain contract situation. Yeah, I think it's going to work out okay for him. Yeah, I think he'll be okay. Yeah. Maybe I, mean, I, don't, I, feel, I, don't, I feel bad for people stuck with the Raptors. You know. That's fair. I don't have anything negative toward Pascal. I just. It's fine. Uh, Ty Ty Washington. 
Yeah, Ty Ty Washington. Our I mean, guy. We, we already covered we, it, we, honestly. We, we saw Javon going up against Ty Ty. We were like, oh, we're so conflicted. I wasn't that. I was rooting for Ty Ty. Nothing against yeah. Javon, but. It's like, uh, the, I wonder if those guys down the floor, it's like, hey, you were on the Eurostep, right? It's yeah. Like, oh my God, you were on the Eurostep? Too? No, it's probably, it probably more like, I'm the best Eurostep guest. No, hell no. And that's I'm why, the that's why they were Eurostep going at each guest. other a little bit. Trying to prove who was the best imagine, Eurostep guest. Imagine that actually happened. AJ Green was on the bench fuming. He missed the game. We could have had three Eurostep guests on oh, the floor man. at once. Actually, we did with Bobby. We did, yeah. Could so have we could have had four. Look at us. Look at us. Look at us. <laughs> uh, we kind of covered it. I mean, I thought Tai Tai played overall fine. Um, the, the whole he day. Looked, my, my big takeaway, sorry to interrupt, but my yeah, big yeah. takeaway was that he just looked really fluid. Yeah. It's like, it's nice to see like, oh, the Bucks have a young, talented ball handling prospect? Yeah. What, 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 what's going on here? <laughs> a young point guard on the Bucks? Oh my God. It, they actually did the thing? Yeah. I know, yeah. I know uh, the, the big thing has been like, they need a young point guard, they need a young center. They, yeah. they don't have the young center yet, but... That's Brooke. They got... It's Brooke. Brooke's the young no, it's, Ro- it's Robin. He's a minute younger. That's true. <laughs> Finally, they got a center younger than Brooke by one minute. Uh, you're right, though. I think that's the the stat line lies a little bit. Ty Ty looks really fluid with the ball in his hands. I do think he was able to make some nice plays, even when like the center is Robin Lopez and the wings are not the Bucks' wings. I do hope he gets some run with some of the the more core players because I do think he could look really good in that circumstance. But still, I thought. An impressive debut. And again, like the Bulls played all of Javon Carter, uh, Alex Caruso, Io DeSunmo, who's looked at as a pretty good uh, guard defender too. So although it is the Bulls, and I think people just assume their perimeter defense is just bad, they added good defenders this offseason and they quietly had like a pretty good defense overall last regular season. They were like a top like eleven, I think, defense. They were yeah, they were they were they were a top like efficient defense. I think they were eleventh. When they should have been an efficient and offense. they were a bad offense. It was very weird. It was, such, it was a very weird team, the I mean, Chicago Bulls. I think that should give Bucks fans hope. Uh, like if the Bulls with – I mean last season Caruso was their best defender. I don't even know how much he I played. Think, I think Bucks fans this season are going to realize that it's much easier to put together a competent defense than they realize. Well, especially – it's – I think people just overlook the back line of Giannis and Brooke is so important in this and such a good base. It's an elite. It's two first team all defense guys. Yeah, like I think I think the defense will will hold up. Like front fun. front court defense, like is the more NBA important defense. defense. Yeah, yeah. It's like you cannot have a good defense without having good front court defense. You can have good perimeter defense, but that doesn't mean you're going to be a good defense if your front court is just like allowing shots at the rim. Because for whatever whatever it takes, shots at the rim will forever be the most efficient shot in basketball. Yeah. Especially if you can Correct. do it without fouling, which is the thing yes. with Brooke and the Bucks. Yes, um, you can't. Yeah, you can't be a good defensive team if you foul. Like that's just yeah. those are those are mutually exclusive. But shots at the rim are forever going to be the most efficient shot at basketball. If you can limit those, you are going to at least be an average defense. Yeah, at least. Well, the nice thing too about the Bucks and the way they're playing more aggressively is even if the fouls tick up, I think they could do it without giving up many more free throws. As long as they're not shooting fouls. That's it. So, yeah. So, if you're going, you know, as long as you have to be aware of the bonus, that's going to be really important, especially for the young guys. But 
you know, if you're if you're going for the ball and pick up fouls that way, those are much less damaging fouls than a shooting foul anyway. So we'll, we'll see how they, they walk that line. But Ty Ty, I thought, looked good, looked fluid, looked fine defensively. I mean, didn't stand out, but that's a, a kind of a question for him. But I think he's athletic enough, and I believe he also has a plus wingspan, even though he's not a huge guard. He's not a small point guard either. So uh, a good overall game. If he had knocked down one or two threes, the overall line looks a lot better. I still thought his performance was good overall. Yeah, it was solid. It was solid. Like, again, this is first preseason action. Like, it's it's going to be tough to ascertain. We're going to have to look for patterns. Yeah. Uh, Lindell Wigginton was only one for seven. Started the game. Started the game. Lindell, started Lindell. Also 0 for 4 from deep. Had three rebounds, three assists, three steals, one block, but four turnovers. Really an up-and-down game for Lindell. I uh, thought he had some nice passes and did play strong defense, which is his calling card. But offensively, uh, between the turnovers and the shooting, this was just not a good enough performance. Again, some good defenders on the Bulls. But still, uh, Lindell did not showcase much offensively and I think did not uh, – he needs to bounce back and have a good scoring game uh, the next time he gets action in the tell, preseason. Tell me, tell me the take you told me about Lindell. Uh, I think the Dame trade sets him up to have a better pathway to more minutes this year because he is the most defensive inclined guard, certainly among the two ways. But I think you know you could even argue like on the roster if you just look at point guards between campaign and Dame. So I think that runway is there, but I do think he's going to have to show more offensively to get a real opportunity than he did in this game. Yeah, that's valid. Yeah, but he is I, a I good, agreed, a good I agreed, guard I agreed with the take. I agreed with the take at the time. I just wanted you to say it on the top. No, yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, it's yeah, he's gonna have more of a pathway I, because he is a defensive minded guard. It's just gonna be like, is it gonna be Lindell or is it gonna be Ajax? Yeah. And I think, I think like, that's what was my thing with the Nasus too. Like, does Ajax give you more upside in other areas that he gets the opportunity first? The thing is, like, I think Lindell for his offensive uh uh, troubles as well as Thanasis and his offensive troubles. I think they are both more polished than Ajax. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, they better be, or Ajax is way farther along, or they're not far enough along, considering the experience gap there. Yeah, and one of them's thirty plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's the most polished one, by the way. Thanasis. Yeah, out yeah. Of those three. I'm just trying to get. He also, he also, his scope is the most narrow. Okay, let's just let we, um, don't, we don't. That was the just, nicest possible way to say that. <laughs> let's let's move on swiftly. Uh, we didn't do uh, Bobby and Brooke yet. It's like we we touched on Brooke a little bit. Played twelve. We know with these guys, eleven points. Bobby brought the ball up a few times. And Four it's for like, five for Bobby. It's some nice yeah. mid. He's carrying over the Team USA mid range yeah, pull ups. Team USA Bobby. Yeah, um, it's good to see. But it's like we don't need to see a lot from these guys. We know who they are. Um, yeah, they combined for 19 points, seven rebounds, two assists, both from Bobby. No turnovers, no fouls. Yeah, because Bobby, Bobby was his point. Bobby. Yeah. Um, Bobby but it's good. like they both he did look good. good. Look it's good. good. Like one one thing we wanted to see from like we know who Brooke is. Brooke is yeah. not going to change as a player. Like at this point, he's yeah. not. Like I know we probably said that like eight years ago or something. It's like, oh, we know who Brooke Lopez is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's not going to change. Uh, he did a lot if you are if you just woke up from a coma. Um, point Brooke. Brooke. It's coming. Yeah, point Brooke Lopez is now, if you just woke up from uh, a coma, by the way, Brooke Lopez is an all-NBA point guard. And now. congrats. 
Shout out yeah, to you. You made it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I also feel bad for lying to you just now. Um, What'd you say? I said he's an all NBA point guard. Oh, oh, I, I wasn't even listening. Oh, he's a very good defensive center, though, for real. I uh, won a title, by the way, with the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, the Bucks won a title. Yeah. Uh, we have a huge back catalog if you want to go listen to this. Yeah. We're talking to no one, by the way. No. I hope <laughs> it's not. I hope, I hope, I hope people are. Hey, going but if into... we are talking to someone, congrats to you. Yeah. Hit us up if it's, it's true. Because you deserve, yeah, because you deserve a lot. Uh, but yeah, Brooke Lopez isn't going to change, I think. Uh, Bobby Portis, if one thing we wanted to see was a little more offensive consistency. Yeah. Uh, and we started to see that a little bit. Again, it's it, what did he play? 12 minutes? 12 and a half minutes, yeah. 12 and a half minutes, yeah. We're not going to see it ton. Yeah. So it's it's going to be – it's going to be – we're going to have to wait and see until like the regular season. But it, it's good. And it's good to see Bobby play because he's had a busy summer. Like we mentioned, Team USA Bobby. Like he, he hasn't, really gotten a, hasn't gotten a rest. Uh, Jay Crowder. Well, again, we kind of covered we, 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 we covered him already. Shot it's well. like Shotwell uh, had some weird turnovers, had some weird passes. But only said catch two. I know, but some of them were him not catching the ball. Yeah. Which Yeah, like, a lot of guys like, were – I don't know if there was like a different ball than you, so I feel like four different bucks had one squeeze through their hands. Yeah, kind of weird. First preseason action. So yeah. These sort of things happen. I mean, I would hope they've touched a basketball in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, that's fair. What did Jokic say? He's touched a basketball like twice during the offseason. Yeah, no one sh- I, I hate people who are like, is this actually bad for the game? It doesn't matter. I don't. It doesn't matter at all if Jokic thinks this is a job. So does no. Pat Condon. We're not doing think pieces about it. Yeah, maybe we should. Yeah. Is this bad for hoops? <laughs> is Pat <laughs> Condon having another job bad for hoops? Uh, let's not do um, let's not Let's not delve into that. But... Um, I don't know. Robin Lopez still hit, still hitting hook shots. I thought he. I mean, I, I was like, how many minutes could Robin play? Because he did not play very much last last couple of years. Thought he looked pretty good throughout his. I think he's been and a half minutes. He has been the same player for since his last Bucks tenure. I don't think he's yeah. changed at all. No. Like, hey, I can go out there, get up and down the floor a bit, play some pretty good, protect the rim moderately well for you know for his his lack of quickness. There were a couple plays where. You know, it seemed like Brooke maybe could have done a rear contest that Robin couldn't. Brooke is certainly quicker, but two blocks, um, two assists as well, which is kind of like the again. There was a lot of offense running through the center position, and he was able to make some plays from there. Uh, three for six from the field, zero for one from deep. You know, he's just playing his game. Like I still, I don't think he's a bad backup center for how sparsely the Bucks tend to use backup centers. It's not. It's not terrible. Like it's not terrible, especially when you're gonna have Giannis and Bobby. So yeah. So. so it's like when they need him to rise up and play 20 minutes and do this stuff, he can do it, and that's like that's fine. Yeah. He's so not gonna just, ask out like Serge Ibaka, probably. So that's good. Where's Serge Ibaka now, Jeremy? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Setting screens over there. Yeah, he's your role player. Role so player. <laughs> I don't even don't even get me fired up again. Oh man! One of the funniest, like the Bucks have had two trade requests in the past like decade, and they've both been hilarious. Yeah, it's Thon Maker and Serge Ibaka. It's, it's hard to be a backup so big on the Bucks, apparently. By the way, we've done a full pod like three years ago about like the butterfly effect of Thon Maker's trade request. Yeah, that must be a hilarious listen back now. Oh yeah, I'm sure it is. Go, go check that out <laughs> if you know what we're talking about. It led to the Raptors getting a title. It did. It did. It You're welcome, Masai. Uh, it led to the Bucks not getting a title. Yeah. Well, but eventually. Yeah, eventually they did get there. 
Um, Marquise Bolden. One for one from the field. One for two from free throw. Four rebounds. One steal. Two blocks. One turnover. Not bad. Yeah. He's going to be a center for the herd this year. He will be. The herd are going to be big because they're also bringing Drew Timmy, who was the hero of the game. Yeah, I had a had a little putback. Yeah, to, to game seal winner. The game. Yeah, game winner. That was his only accomplishment in the game. But that's a good. Yep. That's a big one. We were watching him at the halftime warmups, trying to hit a three. It was funny. Didn't go great. I, he did hit one though. Yep, about his sixth attempt. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm not. He's going to be a good herd player. I think so. I think he'll be a good G League guy. I, I mean, this is, they're going to be a lot bigger than they've been. I wonder how long one of these guys gets snatched up because size doesn't always last in the G League. But Yeah, the buck, uh, the Bucks. The herd had a seven-footer for about five seconds last year. Ibu Baji. Yeah, before Blazers the Blazers legend. Uh, yeah, before the Blazers snatched him up. Is he still in the two-way for them? I think he is. Nice. Good for he uh, good he for got him. surgery, but they stuck with him. Was the last I heard last season. Uh, he missed most of last year, so we'll see how he, if he's able to play more this year. Good for him. But – Probably not at the NBA level now that they have DeAndre Ayton and Robert Williams. Yeah, that's fair. I but think Robert Williams gets traded. Probably not right away. I don't think they're desperate to. Not right so, away, but I think that by the trade deadline. That's my prediction. Yeah, I could see that. Do you think Jeremy Grant gets traded this year? Maybe not this year. Maybe next year. There's yeah, too many years left. Off season. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big number too. Although yeah, I did see the Mavs could cobble together some salary to do it, and that would be... That'd be, That'd be big a good for them. Get. That'd be a good get for them. If they're Kyrie, Luca, Jeremy Grant, Robert Williams, and apparently this lively kid looks good. I haven't gotten to watch a full game yet. Yeah, he got put in the basket by Rudy Gobert. Well, that'll happen. Year no, one. Year one. Oh, okay. Year one. I was going to say, like, that doesn't happen to anyone. No, that never That's Okay, never mind. I'll take it back. I saw Gobert saw him, posted him up, and dunked. That's crazy. Like, that's yeah. That's like bad. That, I, I think I tweeted like that's one of the getting put in the basket by Rudy Gobert is one of the most embarrassing things. That that's one of the craziest the welcome to the NBA moments possible. Yeah, just getting dunked on by Rudy Gobert. Yeah, that's like off a post up. Yeah, I just got my ankles broken by Chris Middleton. Welcome to the NBA. Like uh, I don't know if you're gonna be around for long. I don't know. Chris has got some handles. Have we ever seen Chris cross anyone over? We've seen Tony Snell do it. Well, Tony Snell, different different animal out there. Yeah. The Bojan Bogdanovic, his ankles were never the same. He he is hurt to start the year now. Maybe that's related. <laughs> He's just had a chronic ankle injury ever since Tony Snell. It's not an actual injury. It's spread to his calf. You know, yeah. it's actually our, our ongoing Pistons disagreement. Bojan calf to start the year is very scary to me if I'm a Pistons fan. Calves okay, are tricky. They are tricky. And are he tricky. is important spacing for them. And he he's is, old. But no, Cade is going to be important spacing for them. He's, he put a lot of emphasis on shooting after that stress fracture. That's good. Yeah. I'm all in. I'm all in. I know. Cade. I know. We will, you're, you're the new Adam McGee. <laughs> what, is Adam in on Cade? He was just really high in the Pistons last year. Oh, we both were. Oh, okay. So you're the old Rohan. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm the same old me. Ye old Rohan. Yep. Now that we're talking about the Pistons. Yeah, what, do we have anyone else we need to talk about? No, I think we did everyone who played again, which is our, our longstanding habit when we record after a game. I'm sure probably not game two unless something crazy happens, but I'm sure game we'll reconvene. Game two is Tuesday oh, yeah, against the Grizzlies in FedEx Forum. Uh, the other forum, they're going to be traveling from one forum to the other forum. Um, 
I have a joke. I don't think I'm going to make it. Okay, that's really funny because I was about to make a joke. What's your joke? (laughs) No, I'm not going to say it. Ironic that Ja plays in Fed Forum? Nope. Okay. That's not what I was going to do. Uh, what were you going to do? Than mine. No, oh, don't okay. worry about it. All right. Um, I was always, hey, can he play preseason? It doesn't count, yeah. right? I thought it doesn't count. Oh, well, he hasn't. He I heard play. I heard he could play the midseason tournament game. The one can that's not actually? rigged. The one game. I think oh, they asked If they make me. the final? <laughs> yeah. oh, he could play God. that and then go back to being suspended. <laughs> How funny. That's so funny. I hope that happens. <laughs> Imagine if someone was suspended for like a year, but they got to play the midseason tournament game and they're a free agent and somebody signs them right before. Oh, my God. It's like when OJ Mayo got suspended. Yeah. Bring back Juice just for the yeah, midseason the, tournament. Where's, That's where's a Uncle movie. Juice? That's a movie. <laughs> where's Uncle Juice at when you need him? Um, I'm not going to guess. He was at a Bucks game last year, wasn't he? I think he was. Yeah, it was really cool. To Still see waiting for Jared Bayless's homecoming. <laughs> that that got uh, you, huh? I was gonna say Bucks where's Chris Copeland's homecoming, but he is. It is. Yeah, Curtis we didn't talk about coach. this last week because it, oh, yeah. uh, it dropped right after we finished recording. Chris Copeland going to be an assistant coach with the Wisconsin Herd. Yeah, welcome Joe back, Wolf, Wisconsin legend, fun co- Herd coaching staff. Yeah, Tony Ballier, be- former Herd GM. Yeah, it, it'll be uh, it'll it'll be a fun time, but it's just like oh, Chris Copeland. I haven't I thought about you in a while. Yeah, um, trying to think of a random buck from that era. Uh, Shabazz Muhammad. Shabazz Muhammad. <laughs> Mirza's too busy. Mount Mirza. Thruza. Oh, George. I just remember the picture that Jordan would tweet out: just Mirza sat on a volcano. It's like Mount <laughs> Mirza's erupting. It's like oh, those are the good old days. Didn't get to use it very often, unfortunately. No, unfortunately. But he's doing. He's uh, leading, I believe, uh, Bosnians. Better uh, basketball. I'm going to let you wade into these waters for once. I'm not going to make a geopolitical mistake on this podcast. Uh, hold one one moment. That does me. sound right. No, no, I did it. Yes, it. yes, it okay. is Bosnia. Bosnia okay. and Herzegovina? Herzegovina, yes. That's always a fun uh, one to say. Yes, okay, I am right. I didn't I didn't mess up. Um, but yeah, I think if we're if we're all done here, if we're talking about Mirza, uh, we'll, we'll wrap this up. Say thank yeah. you for listening to this episode of the Eurostep here on Blue Wire. Oh, wait, do you have the rest of the schedule for this week? Yeah, they play. The, I said they play the Grizzlies. Is that it for this week? Uh, I think so. Oh, I could okay. be wrong. I'll check right now. I'm not I just asked. I can't be wrong. I asked a question. Foster and I learning. I didn't say you're wrong. Oh, they said oh, you're they wrong. Play, they play the Lakers on the 15th. Is that this week? Yeah, it's six days from now. That's next Sunday. It's next week. It's before. Well, maybe we'll record again before then. We'll see what happens tomorrow night. Yeah, but I'm saying I'm saying this week the only game left okay. is the Grizzlies. They don't play at home again until Memphis again on October yeah. 20th, which is their last preseason game. The Lakers game is on ESPN. Oh, is there – they play five total or four? Is there another one between Lakers and Grizz? Uh, OKC on the 17th. So, yeah, they, they have a road trip, which is kind of bizarre. Yeah, a three-game road trip. But they'll come home between two of them. Between Grizzlies and Lakers, I'd assume. Oh, yeah. Because they a 5-day gap. That would be an insane amount of time to spend in either place. I mean, just go to LA for a couple of days. I don't know if but, the, I don't know if we need that. Better do that in the preseason than the regular season. That's true. Don't don't need a. Where's Where's Miles Plumley's homecoming? There we go. 
<laughs> wrap it up wrap it up quick look uh if you don't know what i'm talking about plum dog millionaire making plum it dog rain. that was my that was my uh fantasy basketball team <laughs> so good uh thank you for listening to this episode uh make sure you check out gspn.info for all our links uh monday night football happening today uh talk the tundra will have you covered cruising for a bruising if you missed the brewers uh end of season wrap up uh make sure you listen to that it's a good pod i got through it it was good <laughs> i um, got through it <laughs> i mean it's tough like it is you know? it is tough it's tough but it was uh adam and andrew made it a really really good listen really interesting listen Make sure you check that out. All of our links, uh, Substack, Discord, all of that's at gspn.info. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening to this, whether that be on your podcast platform of choice or watching this on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe. Pod Random, and we will talk to you next time.